Okay, so it's one of those days where I'm just so glad. Okay, I know I start like mostly luckless. My daughter was telling me she's going through my journals because that's my thing. I just love for people to go through as many journal things that I have because I just feel like kind of like what this one music singer famous Alex Boyer said he's like our talents are here for others right so they're not for ourselves they're for others and like what a beautiful thing to work on and develop so that we can use our talents to help other people so I'm just so delighted one of my daughters said something like mom I'm going through all your journals and I'm noticing a theme (laughs) she's like I think you start every journal with I'm so happy and grateful or I'm so happy or (laughs) that kind of thing and I had kind of mixed feelings when I heard her say that one I was glad because I was like sweet that's a great way to just move forward light and positive energy in a way that's powerful and honest and bold two I felt mixed feelings of oh well, maybe that's a little lame. <laughs> lame only in the aspect of, I hope that if anybody were to be exposed or experience what I have to offer, whether my talents in any degree, fields, anywhere, that they wouldn't automatically judge or perceive. And hopefully, even if they did, I'd hope that they would at least get to a point before totally rejecting me <laughs> as a person or whatever that I'm not one of those happy-go-lucky, everything's great, nothing's bad, life is perfect kind of people. I feel like I've experienced enough of both sides in life that I just don't think that that's real. And it's really important to me that both sides are constantly revealed to like both sides of light and dark are revealed to any topic and any situation and so anyways I was going through this morning in my personal time because I was just feeling like it's been days where I've just been searching for my books you know like I don't know about you but for me I have a certain what some people call like a canon of books, like a, like just a stack of books that I just like, I will haul around with me as if they are, you know, like, as if it's this like heavy stone that like precious, amazing museum kind of stone that I need to bring to like another country, but I'll like haul it with me, right? Like as my souvenir, but it's not even a souvenir. It's like an active living souvenir in some ways where I I get so much out of these every time I go back to them and every so often I get caught up with my like let's pretend I'm I'm a tourist right bringing back these souvenirs and every so often I get caught up in my travels and I'm like oh well why am I even hauling around these souvenirs why can't I just leave them here and let it be that, right? Like, why can't I just let it be one of those things where it doesn't have to come back with me, it can just stay here, 
and then I can have a lighter travel. I can totally do the minimalist thing and just let that be what it is. But then there's that other part of me that was like, cool, yeah, right. Like, like I'm going to give up these books, these truths, these principles, these, these things that I can't afford not to carry around with me, whether in their physical form or in their heart form inside of me. Um, because I, I love living a life that is super mindful of something that I always learn whenever I go to a funeral or something I always learn whenever I'm at one of those like rite of passage kind of moments in my life or just like milestone moments. But just like, just the substance of like, what is actually important? Like what is actually essential? What is actually the most meaningful? And, and just surrounding my life around those kinds of purposes. And so when I think about all of that, it's, it becomes really clear. It's like, no, these aren't just souvenirs. These are part of my essentialism. Like, this is part of my, my first aid kit. So I love having a good stack of books that is my first aid kit munch on to help me with my physical sustainability, my spiritual sustainability, my intellectual sustainability, and even my social sustainability. So I love that. And <coughs> this morning, while I was just like considering what I was going to be doing with my time, I was thinking about I'm having my lemon water right now. I'm so delighted to have my lemon water. Yesterday I missed it because I went out and did a date thing with one of my kids in the morning. And I just totally missed my water. And I always drink lemon water in the morning. I'm like, oh. And I was feeling it later on in the day. I'm like, <laughs> I won't do it again tomorrow. I'll just do it in the morning. And so I'm doing it today. I'm like, yes, I remember. Anyways, so now I'm in this kind of state of like reflecting and pondering and just thinking about like when I woke up today, I was kind of thinking, oh, well, what could I be doing right now? You know, everybody's asleep. This is like my favorite hour of the day. I could be getting a lot done. I could be getting this like stack of chores done that I always, you know, tends to take me six hours to do in the day maybe I'll I'll shorten it up so it's only like an hour or like you know like or maybe I'll and the list goes on of all the different things that I could be doing with my time but then it became really clear I was like no I need to go to my souvenir my canon my stack of books that I just like I can't I can't live without them (laughs) I I just love the way that they they draw me in in the most beautiful way I call them like my love letters from my heavenly parents (laughs) Um, like if I had heavenly parents which I do believe I do uh, that dropped me into this planet and had me just like try and find them again and and sent with them this like these like as if it was like a bottle with a message in it in the ocean and sent to me this stack of books for me to find and discover and read and find my course of action to return back home to see them again. Yeah, I'd keep it with me, right? So that's kind of like how I feel about these stacks of books. And it's been so, so lovely. Like I just went upstairs. Um, I was reading for like a little bit here, like seven pages or so. 
And I kind of committed myself to read for like 30 minutes because I went to this one um, conference one time where I had a leader that, that shared her experience after going and serving for two years while reading these books and sharing with other people about them. She's like, I learned over time that it takes me about 30 minutes at least to get really like into these books, right? Like into these books to the point where I'm like, oh, like my heart is ready to be humble and soft and and open and and ready to be impressed upon by by teachings that are true and and allow it to to be in a state where it's ready to be changed and ready to to turn from a hard heart to a soft heart that's ready to want to do things for a better reason not a bitter reason you know for a more excellent way so those are some of my thoughts about just even transitioning into this mode of like okay set my timer for 30 minutes so i did that and then for a good like five minutes i've been reading these like seven pages or so and it just got to a point where i was like highlighting and writing things down and just like i just felt like man I need more. I need my other book, right? So I went upstairs and I looked at my bookshelf. I love these children that are just developing. Like I walk into this library and it's like all organized. I'm like, I so didn't do this. <laughs> and so I see at the top shelf, it's got all my books that I love. And it's like, you know, I just looked at it and kind of smiled because there was a time after I turned 18 where I kind of decided, oh, I've got this boatload of money that I've saved up in my teen years, and I just want to go and spend it on something that is super meaningful. So I considered for a little while, oh, I'll go on a two-year travel plan where I just go and volunteer in all these different places. And, um, like, I was going to do it for a while, and it just turned out that I (laughs) met my fiancé at that time, right? Met my husband. And so that was it my that idea turned into a now twelve year volunteer service plan, right? And and it's probably gonna continue, not just for two years, but it's it's probably gonna continue for a long time, right? And so <coughs> that's been lovely to just look at my stack of books and be like, you know what? I'm using the same books that I would be using on a two year volunteer service. And now it's extended to 12 years. Like, it's still the same idea, same mission, same same focus. It's just amongst different people in different places and with the same companion. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, I love it. So this is what I'm thinking about. I set my timer for 30 minutes. I've been studying for like five and I, I was going to get another book because there's another book I have that's got songs in it that is just like the same quality and caliber of like what I'm doing here. And I can't find it right. Oh, wait, no, I totally found it because I was like looking over the book and I'm like, I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it. But I realized I actually lost the binding on that book. So it's not like a green book anymore. It's just like a white book with like frayed edges and things. Anyways, we have some people spraying here for just stuff that they think that they need to spray. They're going by. Anyways, so this book is so meaningful to me. Seriously. This green book that just gives me 
all of these memories, like all within these pages. You know, whether it's memories of sitting in a pew, a bench, watching these people give speeches, talks, tell their stories, tell their life stories. And in preparation to hearing them do all of that, like we'd be singing these songs to just like get our hearts ready um, to really hear their soul spirit, right? To really have a heart-to-heart connection with what's being shared and and move forward from with from that experience with a desire to to want to do better. Like I said, so um, every time I go back to this book, I'm like, oh, all of those memories, and then other memories where it's like I went to a conference where, you know, we we did kind of like a a theatrical kind of simulation where we all dressed up in clothes like costumes, as if we were people in a certain time period in history. And then we lived a three, four day excursion where like camping trip with these clothes on. And we went and and hiked like, I don't know, 10 to 12 hour days sometimes. And we'd be singing these songs to help us remember that this happened before. Like they, there's people in this world that have, have walked where I've walked and who have lived the way that I've lived in this short, tiny blip where I'm wearing these kinds of clothes. And they use these songs to help them get through it and get to a point where they're like, oh, like, we're we're okay. You know, like, we might be hungry, we might be tired, we might be thirsty, but we're okay. You know, we're, we're protected and we're cared for and things are going to work out. So... All of those kinds of experience are all encompassed within these pages of these songs, even to the point of like, you know, by the time I was 18, I got this really strong prompting that no, I didn't need to be going volunteering places or go move away to go do some other things, to go and study with different schools. I needed to stay home for one year and just focus on my immediate family. So as I did that, it became really clear that I needed to use some of these songs Um, And so we did. Every week, we would sing one of these songs in the language that I was brought up with, Cantonese. And and it was amazing. I was so delighted to be singing these songs with the people I love and and just allow for it to be a real thing. So, (coughs) um, yeah, that's like where I'm at right now. It's like I got my time ass, so that like keeps me on task with those kinds of things. And I'm just super grateful that I'm just going to turn off the timer so it doesn't interrupt me. I'm just super grateful that I can just like study and I can have this song book and I can have a couple other books around me to just like keep me in my little nest of learning and studying. So... I kind of want, like, so part of what I'm doing here is I want to do kind of a miniature study thing as well as a, just like, uh, like bring people in, like, okay, because I was studying. The thing that I had, that made me want to pause is like, like remembering the moments when I was really having a tough time as like a 13, 14 year old. And I had a person in my life that would wrap their arm around me and be like, let's read these books. And she'd read to me and just read it out loud. And that was it. She didn't have to say anything. She didn't have to pry. She didn't have to do any of that. She just put her arm around me and said, let's read. And she'd read it out loud. And I was like, oh my goodness. 
oh, like I felt so much better in my heart every time. Like she didn't do it a lot. Maybe it was like a handful of times that she did it, but it was in like the exact moment that I needed it the most every time. So as I was reading, I just kind of felt that that feeling of like, oh, not everybody has this. Not everybody has a place to go or a person to wrap their arms around them when they are just having that moment of like, I'm just not feeling it. You know, I'm not feeling all together. And I don't know how to put myself back together by myself. And so as I was reading, I'm like, man, I just want to do a little like five minute spiel of like, you know how people go to the library for like a story time, especially kids, right? There's like a story time hour. So you go and sit and listen, right? And I'm just like, what if this could be my little story time hour? So I'm just like, let's just practice, right? So as I am opening up this book, so I will start with the green book. So I'm on um, what they call 52 here, and it's called The Day Dawn is Breaking. So I'll just start with that one. So I'll read, I'll sing a little, and then I'll read a little. And there we go. The day dawn is breaking, the world is awaking. The clouds of night's darkness are fleeing away. The worldwide commotion from ocean to ocean now heralds the time of a beautiful day, beautiful day of peace and rest. Bright be thy dawn from east to west. Hail to thine highest welcome ray, beautiful bright millennial day. Now it's verse two. In many a temple the saints will assemble and labor as saviors of dear ones away. Then happy reunion and sweetest communion we'll have with our friends in a beautiful day, beautiful day of peace and rest. Bright be thy dawn from east to west. Hail to thine Ray, beautiful, bright, millennial day. Verse 3. Still let us be doing our lessons, reviewing which God has revealed for our walk on his way. And then wondrous story, the Lord in his glory will come in his power in the beautiful day, beautiful day of peace and rest. Bright be thy dawn from east to west. Hail to thine highest welcome. Ray, beautiful bride, millennial day.
than pure and supernal, our friendship eternal. With Jesus we'll live and his counsels obey until every nation will join in salvation and worship the Lord of the beautiful day, beautiful day of peace and rest. Bright be thy dawn from east to west. Hail to thine earliest welcome rain. Beautiful bright day. So yeah, that was the day Dawn is breaking. So sweet. Text by Joseph L. Townsend. Music by William Clayson. Like, yeah. But seriously, I just love that first verse. The day Dawn is breaking, the world is awaking, the clouds of night's darkness are fleeing away. The worldwide commotion from ocean to ocean now heralds the time of the beautiful day. So awesome. So awesome. Such a beautiful image. Anyways, so as I was reading in my book, this one's a golden book. Kind of a golden book. <coughs> I love going to garage sales in my area. And every so often they have these books. So I, like, I've had... I've been reading this book for like the last 16, 17 years, but I get like a new copy of it every other year or so because I get, it gets destroyed from living life with me. And so sometimes I go to these, not sometimes, every time I go to these garage sales and I look for more copies of this book so that I can have backups <laughs> for when my current copy is broken. Anyways, I just feel so delighted by it. Like I love everything to do about it you know like like i'm reading um in what's called doctrine and covenants 139 here and it's like for behold and lo the lord is called is god and the spirit beareth record and the record is true and the truth abideth forever and forever like i just love that level of certainty uh within like the pages of this book then in this other section that i was reading too it's like, it's all about like everything that I've ever really believed, right? About family. And it's this idea about family where it's like, we're meant to be f together. We're meant to be forever. We're meant to be these people that help each other. Young, healthy, old, old, healthy, young. Like we're just this constant cycle, this circle, right? And it says it right here. It's like, and he shall plant in the hearts of the children, the promises made of the fathers to the fathers, and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. And if it were not so, the whole earth would be utterly wasted at his coming. Yeah. Like, honestly. You know, like, how precious is that? Just, like, the desire of a young person to want to do what their older grown-ups actually are invested in them to do, right? Like, I've been through so many dynamics growing up. As being a young person, a little bit of a bratty one... And getting to that stage of some level of maturity where I could finally be in that state of like, oh yeah, well, I get to just be a daughter, you know? I don't need to feel like I need to boss around this, that, or the other, be this alpha child of whatever. I can just be a daughter and I can, I can own that. Like, I can be fine with that. 
So that's been a humbling journey to learn how to do that and just like own it. And I'm like so looking forward to get to that stage again. It's like, you know, I live my life and, you know, it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, I need to move away. And then I get the prompting to like stay for a year. So I do that. And then I move away. And around that time, then I get married and and I go away for like a few months and then we go away for like five years and then we come back for a couple years and then around that time it was like it became really clear to me I was like well yes we could stay and help out and stuff but like especially at that age I had like three children under four and I mostly felt like more of a burden to people around me than I was any level of a strength so I felt like I kind of needed to pick up pack my bags and plop ourselves into another place where we could just kind of gain some level of sustainability within ourselves and give the people that we were relying a lot on in our community like a little bit of a break so that we could just like kind of hunker down and just get clear about what we could do by just being who we are what we're doing and be smart about it so that was what I did for the like last five years now I've been away from like my immediate home where my parents are and where I spent time with my grandparents and it's been kind of an interesting experience one it's been beautiful because I've been able to blossom my children have been able to blossom I've been able to blossom in my relationship with my spouse it's been good on so many levels and I'm I'm feeling that nudge that someday you know, someday soon, you know, at least within the next 10 to 20 years, like I'm going to be back in my home where I grew up and, and I'm going to be in a situation where it's going to be important for me to take all of the learning that I've taken from living in this place that I'm living right now, which is kind of my oasis space. So just clear my head and and use it so that I can really be ready to be 100% 24-7 on call and be ready for that, right? So I'm just, I'm just here <laughs> um, getting the most I can possibly get out of my little oasis space before I like kind of basically called back home and like needing to do all the things that people do when they take care of their family and that kind of thing. And... Anyways, I'm just, like, delighted with that scripture. It's just, like, it brings it all back home to me, what this is all about. And then, yeah, like, that's pretty much it. Like, I was reading another section, but I just feel like, well, it's not just any section. I just love these verses. Like, there's seven verses, but if I could live the rest of my life with just seven verses... I would do it like you know this was the last page that I read today before I transitioned to audio and I was like okay I can't just like read this and not do anything right? <laughs> so so here it is section four in the doctrine and covenants it's like now behold a marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men therefore O ye that embark in the service of God see that ye serve him with all your heart might mind and strength that ye may stand blameless before God at the last day therefore if you have desires to serve God, you're called to the work. For behold, the field is white, all ready to harvest. And lo, he that thrusteth in his sickle with his might, the same layeth up in store, that he perisheth not, but brings salvation to his soul. And faith, hope, charity, and love, 
with an eye single to the glory of God. Qualify him for the work. Remember, faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, brotherly kindness, godliness, charity, humility, diligence. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Amen. Like, honestly, oh, it just washes over me like a waterfall sometimes. And I just love how those verses just do it for me. I'm like, yes, got it. I'll try to keep that with me today. (laughs) So, yeah, that was me.